If you have never wondered what would happen if you had millions of dollars worth of crypto and NFTs and you lost access to it, well, are you really in Web3? Assuming that we're going to have things that are going to be valuable down the line, I think this is a thought that has crossed every single person's mind that has been in Web3. Fearing that they'll become that next person that has hundreds of millions of dollars of worth of assets on a hard drive or a device that ends up in a landfill or somehow inaccessible, it breaks or whatever it might be and you can't access it. Well, that's what we're going to dive in today, specifically relating to the Trezor devices. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. So in case you're listening to this and you're not familiar, we have the Nifty Business Week newsletter. That is something that comes out once a week and that is up and ready. In there, I have the schedule for the spaces that I'm going to have, the live recordings, any events coming up, and of course, the highlights of different things that are happening within Web3 that I don't do a particular episode about, or maybe it's a follow-up or whatever. So if you're interested in that, it is a short read, comes out once a week. Please sign up, niftybusinessweek.com, absolutely free. Now, getting to the topic at hand, which is the recovery of this Trezor device and what's on it. In particular, I'm going to speak about the Trezor One because that is a device that I have. That is the entry level one that they have. So they're about $60 at the point of recording this. And what we're going to cover is a couple scenarios. Number one is if you lose the device. Number two is if you lose the recovery seed. Number three is if you just want to check to make sure that you have the recovery seed. Number four is if you happen to lose the passphrase, and we're going to describe what all these different things are, the recovery seed, the passphrase, and so forth. And the last and worst case scenario that could possibly happen is losing both the device and the recovery seed or the passphrase. Either way, it is absolutely catastrophic. Spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you there is really nothing you could do, but I'm going to get to all the different scenarios of everything. So nerve wracking nonetheless, if you lose your treasure device, you're probably going to be sweating bullets, but that is the easiest one to actually deal with. If you end up losing that physical device or it gets damaged, let's say it gets wet, falls into the toilet or the pool or something crazy happens, maybe you had it in the backpack and rain caught it, all you have to do is recover it using those 12 or 24 words. In the world of Trezor, it is known as the recovery seed. So as long as you have that safe and secure, you have nothing to worry about. Just import those words into another device, preferably a hardware device such as a Ledger or Trezor. Just go back to another Trezor, why don't you? And not a hot wallet that is connected to the internet like MetaMask or whatever, because the main reason why you have this Trezor is because you want to protect the valuables that are on it and make sure that the secret key, which is protected, or I should say encrypted using those words, never touches the internet, right? So you want to keep that offline. And for that, you just get another device, a brand new device, and you import it. Never type it into the computer or into the browser or some extension or anything of that nature. Keep it offline. It's going to go directly into that. You're going to use the prompts, use the Trezor Suite, or if you're using another one, whatever application and software that they use to make sure that it stays on the device, it does not go online. Follow those directions. Go to that manufacturer's website. But again, I'm speaking specifically about the Trezor One. What you're going to do is set it up. You open the Trezor Suite, just follow the prompts, and it will tell you, do not enter this anywhere. Do not leak this or put this online. Do not take a screenshot, put it in a browser or put it up in the cloud. No, never do that. 
Just follow the prompts and you recover it directly using the device. That's the only place that you'll ever see those words is on the screen of the device. Scenario number two, this is where things start to get a little shaky and spotty. It's a little bit more difficult, but still, if you have those words, all is good. But if you try to Google this, a lot of the times you're going to get confused. The reason being is because, like I said in the intro, within the world of Trezor, you have the recovery seed, which is those 12 and 24 words. Then you have the pass phrase, which hides those wallets that are not by default open when you open or unlock the device with the pin. So there's a lot of layers of protection with these devices. It's just absolutely amazing. Just that much more nerve wracking to know that there's more things that could go wrong. There's more that you can lose. You can forget different things and so forth. But generally speaking, if you can still access that information, you can recover it using another device. So fret not thyself. Just the only thing I have to say is if you ever Google this and hit those forums, you're going to see a lot of debating and bickering back and forth. People are going to say something like, well, I have my recovery phrase how do I get it back now that my treasure is lost or damaged? Then you'll see people arguing there is no such thing as a recovery phrase. Again, because in the world of treasure, there is a recovery seed and then there is the past phrase. But we're so accustomed to hearing things like recovery phrase because words and letters make up phrases. So if you think you have 12 and 24 words, well, that must be a phrase, right? Well, that's how the vernacular has sort of uh, been mixed and mingled along the way. The Bitcoin maxis, the old school guys that have been using treasures from day one, sometimes they could be a little bit, I don't know, rude when you start to use the wrong vernacular and so forth, but it is what it is. I'm not here to argue all that, but basically that's the issue. So if you have those 12, 24 words, that is your recovery seed. You get back into it. Now, if you lose those things, it is a much, 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 much bigger problem. The only option that you have is to transfer all of your assets off of that particular device while you still have access to it. So God forbid that you end up losing access to that device. There is no way to recover this. So you want to get those things off of the device as quick as possible. So let's just say you're going to go back into another treasure. What you're going to have to get is a secondary treasure device. You get the wallet all set up and what have you, and you transfer the assets over there. And then the original device that you had everything on, you're going to have to reset it. Do a factory reset. You're going to set up everything just like it was on day one. Make sure you secure all that information and you have it. So now you have two treasures and maybe you'll use one for different purposes or whatever it might be. Split your assets. But that is the only way you could do it. There is no way to somehow unlock and uh, show that seed like you're doing with MetaMask. Like, no, you can't do that. So what you have to do is transfer it off. Again, treasure has a walk through all the steps that are needed to do that and so forth. Then you have that past phrase that I was speaking about. So the option by default is you're gonna have all those wallets set up and those are visible. As soon as you open it, you unlock the device, you see those various wallets. However, you have the option of having those hidden wallets using a passphrase or a password, but in the world of Trezor, they're called, it's called a passphrase. And what this does is, let's just say, God forbid, you're in a situation where someone is forcing you to open your wallet. Well, you do that, and what they're going to initially see is that first set of wallets. And let's say you have a minimal amount of assets in there or nothing in there at all. But then on that hidden layer, then you might have the real money, the real assets, the real NFTs, your board apes and your hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin or whatever it might be that you might have. Well, that's going to be on the hidden layer. So it's another layer of protection, another layer of security, but also another thing to be lost or forgotten or whatever it might be. And if you lose that passphrase, there is literally no way to recover that. There is no way in there because Trezor, the device, anything does not store it. It is nowhere. It is not backed up. 
So it is your responsibility to know that, keep that, secure that, do whatever you have to do to have access to that because there's no backup plan for that. And it's clearly labeled and it says that on their website, their customer support in their forms, everything, even when you're setting it up, it lets you know that there's no way to recover that. So let's say you're in a scenario which recently happened to me is you had your recovery seed written down, those 24 words. However, you're not 100% sure that this is for your treasurer device. And you might have a ledger and a couple other wallets and so forth. And for whatever reason, things might got have mixed up and you're just a little bit nervous. Do you have the proper words and the credentials to get back into that in case anything happens to the hardware device? Like I mentioned before, if it gets wet and so forth, well, what can you do? Well, Within the Trezor suite, there is an option to do something called a dry run recovery. And what a dry run recovery does is allows you to input those words into your device in order to make sure that you have the correct words and you can recover if anything happens. Now, why might you want to do this? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, just to give yourself a little bit more peace of mind and assurance that you actually do have the right words written down and you do have access to it in case anything happens. Or number two, that you are getting ready to update your Trezor device. And again, for safety precaution reasons, you want to make sure if anything happens, there's some sort of malfunction during the update process or anything that might just glitch it and cause the device to crash or freeze and you need to reset it. Well, this is why you want to check to make sure that your seed, your recovery seed, I should say, is 100% intact and you can recover it in the rare event that something does happen to that device, right? So in order to do this, you go into Trezor Suite, you're going to click into the settings and what you're going to do is go to recovery and I'll leave the direct link to this on treasure.io, which is the main website, or you can Google search, check backup model one, and you're gonna look for dry run, right? So I'm gonna leave the link directly to that treasure.io and you can go in there and you can actually see this because this is more of a visual thing so it's a lot harder to follow these steps when I'm just speaking about it. But anyways, you're gonna have two options once you go into that. Number one is to have those words recovered 100% on the device. It's the one I would recommend, but they have that as the advanced recovery. It says spell out each word of your recovery seed using your Trezor device. So in other words, nothing ever touches your computer screen. And that is really the option that you wanna go to in case there's any kind of malware, any kind of screen monitoring or key logging, anything of that nature might be on your computer. That is why you wanna avoid that standard recovery. But I'm gonna cover that anyways because standard recovery, it does say, enter your recovery seed word by word on your computer. Now that is the less secure option. So. That is the one I didn't even do. I, didn't, I, I never tried it, but I did try the advanced one. It is tedious. It is laborious. You have to go through and you have to click. It is really annoying. I won't lie. However, for the sake of safety and precautions, this is not something that you're doing every day. So just take the time to do it. Don't be doing this in a rush. Do this when you have some time. It might take you a half an hour. It, it is a tedious process and I'm not even going to walk you through it. The steps by steps are going to be right there. It is annoying. Letter by letter, Section by section, you're going to have to use and interact with the Trezor device's screen and you're going to have to click the buttons that are on your laptop or your screen, your computer, just as if you were logging in and clicking and using your pen to get into it. It is the same process, but you're going to have to spell out all of those 24 words and it's annoying. It took me about 10 to 15 minutes to do this, but 
it is what it is. It's worth it. It's the only time I've ever done it. And I don't think I'll have to do it again anytime soon. But as I said, that is there. That is an option. And once everything is set up, what it does is it matches to make sure that those words are associated with everything that is on that device. So it makes sure to say, yes, the backup has been successfully checked. Your seed is valid and has been successfully checked. Please take care of it and hide it back where you're going to find it. So that is the good option. Now, the bad option is when it says recovery seed check failed. Device recovery failed, meaning an invalid seed and words incorrect order. So that means that is a problem, right? Either you wrote something down wrong or it is the wrong list or card or whatever it is that you keep your things in. Something went wrong. So at least you know now. But as long as you have access to everything I said in the previous scenarios, well, you can always export it and then reset it up and reset it and so forth. But it's better to have it in the dry run than to have some sort of malfunction or something down the line and you can't access it. So that is the good news right there. There is an option to let you know that you've done everything correctly. It is recoverable, if you will. And then, of course, this is the nightmare of all scenarios is when multiple things are missing or not in place. So if you don't have your device and you don't have that recovery seed, those 12, 24 words, you are SOL, my friend. There is nothing that anyone can do to help you. And I know that's uh, it, it's terrible, right? I mean, that is the nightmare of anyone that's in this space. Like that is as bad as it gets, right? So with that, I really want to say, make sure you keep everything safe, secure, and so forth, and double check, triple check how I ended up in this situation of finding out that, wow, I might not be as secure as I possibly thought I was, is simply because I had all of my backup stuff, and uh, it was I was doing some moving around and uh, relocating, if you will, and what have you, and I knew where they were, but I just didn't have direct access to it at that time, so I went to the person that I know would have access to it, uh, <laughs> That person had no idea what I was speaking about. Like, it was like a total shock to that person. And I knew at that point, I was like, yeah, I need to figure out a better backup backup plan because this scenario right here, if this was a real emergency and I really lost my seed and I needed access to it, well, I'm sure that person does have it, but they have no idea exactly where it is. I remember specifically, they put it in a place that they have access to. However, it was so well hidden within that space that they cannot currently find it. So unfortunately, they did not remember where they put it, but I remembered where they put it. But either way, it didn't matter because they couldn't access it. And by the time they start to look for it and what have you, I already gained access to everything. I went back to mine and whatever. So that just teaches me a lesson to make sure everything is under lock and key. I have backups and plans and all sorts of things. And most importantly, that if anything does happen to me, there is a way for my loved ones to get access to this stuff. Because God forbid one day this stuff is worth hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and something happens to me, I would love to know that my loved ones could take the benefits of this. All the stuff that I've done, all the stuff that I've collected and all the hard work and research and everything that I've put in can benefit them and future generations and so forth. So I said all that to say this. If you lose one, it is not the end of the world. If you lose two of these things, it is absolutely the end of the world. Just kidding. It's not the end of the world, but it is pretty bad, right? There is nothing they could do. Unfortunately, it is lost, but it could always be worse. There's always a bright side to every story. And hey, maybe down the line, you can have access to it and you recover it. I actually saw 
a video on YouTube, a long time old model of a Trezor. The firmware has been since updated umpteenth times, whatever. But this guy who was really early into Bitcoin, he ended up having uh, no access to it and so forth. And they were able to do some crazy jailbreaking hack and actually get into it uh, using a security flaw that has been patched multiple years ago. However, that particular device was so old that it was never updated because it had a malfunction and he was able to get into it using that security breach. So that is also why you should keep your devices up to date, right? If a security breach is found, they patch it, right? So these really, really, really old versions, once those breaches are explored by the open source community because of course the treasure is open source that is one of the beautiful things about it that is why these breaches are actually found and then they're patched it's because everyone can inspect the code and really see what's going on in there so they have white hat hackers fighting against the black hat hackers that are trying to do malicious things and either way every single scenario of this these quote-unquote hacks actually requires the device anyways this is actually a device hack but They've been patched over the years. Trezor is the OG wallet, has been out there, has been doing their thing for so long. And each time someone in the community finds something, they quickly release a patch. So that is why you should update your device, but also make sure that you have the seed in case anything happens that you can recover it. So hopefully you found this interesting. I will leave the link directly to Trezor.io where this information in particular, that dry run could be found. You can see step-by-step step how to do that. Make sure that your phrase actually matches using the device. Do not select that standard option where it's going to come up on your screen. I mean, you can do what you want. It is your stuff, but I just recommend not using it because it is the less secure option of the two. Love to hear your thoughts on this matter. Thank you for listening as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.